Welcome everyone to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host Anthony John Deletti, and I hope you guys are having a great day today. We have a lot to talk about here on the Finn Sports Football Podcast. Obviously, huge news yesterday coming out that the Dolphins have traded for Isaiah Wilson, former first round pick last year for the Tennessee Titans. However, before we get into that, I did talk about yesterday how you know, the episodes of the podcast this week are going to kind of be sporadic, uh, really throughout all of free agency. I'm not really going to do podcasts on a specific schedule. I'm just going to come out with them when there's a lot of news to talk about. And certainly today is one of those days. Um, I do want to talk about just what's been going on in the free agent market. Before we get into the Isaiah Wilson trade, my thoughts on it, a breakdown of it. Um, but before that, I want to kind of talk about, uh, free agent move that have been happening, people who have been getting tagged, people who aren't getting tagged, trades, signings, whatever it may be. So uh, starting out with the most recent news, Chris Godwin has been informed that he is going to receive the franchise tag uh, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. To many people, excluding myself, this is uh, disappointing. Uh, It's some disappointing news because a lot of people really wanted Chris Godwin. Um, I, did, I, I said this uh, a while ago. I'm not a huge fan of going out and spending $20 million on a wide receiver in free agency. Uh, I believe in getting a wide receiver like a Curtis Samuel, a Marvin Jones, a T.Y. Hilton, maybe Kenny Galladay I'd spend a, a good amount of money on. Uh, but aside from that, there aren't many wide receivers that I'm like, I want to go out and spend a crap load of money on you. Now, Chris Godwin, Chris Godwin, excuse me, is a phenomenal player. Aside from Devontae Adams, I believe he was like the highest graded wide receiver last year at the catch point. So he's certainly a very, very good receiver. But I just personally was never one of those people that was, you know, all in on him. So the news didn't really come as a surprise to me. The Buccaneers had been saying that they were going to franchise tag him. They wanted him in Tampa Bay. So I wasn't really disappointed when I heard this news. Uh, other people that have gotten tagged, uh, Marcus May, safety for the Jets, got tagged. Um, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to think of other players that got tagged. Uh, there was an offensive lineman for the Jaguars. I don't know what he is, but he's an offensive tackle uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He got tagged recently this morning. Players that found out they were not going to get tagged. Biggest one is Bud Dupree, um, and, and that doesn't really come as a surprise, the, the Steelers are like negative $30 million in cap space. They saved up like 14 from the Ben Roethlisberger contract ne- uh, negotiation that just happened. However, they don't have money to pay Bud Dupree. So there's a lot of stuff that came out today. Nothing super shocking. Uh, again, Bud Dupree didn't get tagged. Some people are talking about him coming to Miami. I don't know if I would like to Bud Dupree here. He just came off of an injury, an ACL injury. Um and while he is a phenomenal player, I just don't know if I'm willing to sink in that much money for a edge rusher who just had a severe injury like an ACL injury. Just my personal belief on that. Uh, Dak Prescott with the biggest, uh, Dak Prescott going into the offseason was the number one free agent by Pro Football Focus. He was the number one free agent and the Cowboys signed him to a four-year, $160 million contract. 126 million guaranteed, 75 million in year one, 66 million dollar signing bonus. I think it's the biggest in NFL history. Um, 
my overall thoughts on that were why why couldn't you have done this last year? I guess it's because the Cowboys realized we we really suck without Dak Prescott. However, why would you pay a quarterback that much money after he got an ankle injury if you weren't willing to pay that to him last year? So that was just my only question with that, but good for Dak Prescott. Uh, my mom is a Cowboys fan, so I always root for them to do well, even though I question how they run. Uh, however, good for Dak Prescott. Hope uh, the best for him. Cowboys are going to have to figure out some cap space, though, because they're paying like between that they have their whole entire cap space going towards like five of their players. So, you know, between Zeke, Amari Cooper, D Law, Dak Prescott, and I'm trying to think who else. I feel like one of their offensive linemen or a lot of them, they all are getting paid so much money. And I just got a notification the Detroit Lions are not tagging Kenny Galladay. So he is expected to hit the free agent market. I would not mind signing Kenny Galladay. Uh, I would not at all. I think Kenny Galladay is a phenomenal wide receiver for what we want. He has tremendous upside. He's still very young. He's a guy that I wouldn't mind going after. Uh, speaking of wide receivers, speaking of who's getting tagged and who's not getting tagged, there's some live notifications that I just got. Kenny Galladay not expected to get tagged by the Detroit Lions. Uh, other players, let's see. The Buccaneers have yet to sign Shaq Barrett and Levante David or tag them. Both are set to hit free agency. I don't see a scenario in which they're able to tag or sign both these guys. Maybe one of their choice. However, I truly believe that Levante David will hit free agency. Uh, if I if I'm the Bucks and I had an option to keep one, I'm going to keep the guy who's younger in Shaq Barrett rather than Levante David. Uh, so, could the Dolphins be in play for him? There's been rumors that they will be. I talked about it yesterday on the podcast. I would love for the Dolphins to get him. So we'll see how that develops in the next week or so. Other than that, uh, the Patriots traded a fifth-round pick for Trent Brown. He is an offensive tackle that the Raiders... Um, he, well, he, he originally started uh, as a, I believe... I want, why do I want to say Trent Brown started with the, uh, with the San Francisco 49ers? Where did he start with? Trent Brown... Yeah, he was drafted by San Francisco in the seventh round. Then he went to New England, went to Oakland. Now the New England Patriots traded a fifth round pick and they got Trent Brown in a seventh round pick. And the Raiders, I saw I saw a funny, uh, it, it was on Bleach Report and it was talking about like the offseason moves that the Raiders have made since Mike Mayock took over as the general manager. And I was like, yikes. Looking back, he says, NFL update. Looking back at John Gruden and Mike Mayock's first offseason together, Antonio Brown cut, Tyrell Williams cut, Trent Brown traded, Lamarcus Joyner cut, Vontez Perfect suspended midseason, Brandon Marshall linebacker cut, Isaiah Crowell the running back never played. So they are just swinging and missing down there, and it's just. Man, I, I've said this about John Gruden and the organization. Like, they are massive underachievers. They had so many draft picks. They had so much draft capital. And they have just swung and missed on so many players. And I guess you can do that because when you're John Gruden and you get, you know, 10 years, $100 million, and you can do really whatever you want for 10 years, I guess, yeah, that's that's up to you. But, man, the Raiders are a mess. The Raiders are a mess. They have swung and missed on so much. But let's talk about another 
swing and miss, and that is Isaiah Wilson with the Tennessee Titans. Now, Isaiah Wilson, for those of you that don't know, he was taken last year uh, 29th overall in the first round. He was a offensive lineman, and the reason I say offensive lineman, not tackle, we'll get into. He's an offensive lineman from Georgia. You may know that because Solomon Kinley, fourth-round draft pick for Miami, was an uh, offensive lineman for Georgia. Isaiah Wilson was an offensive lineman for Georgia. Some people had him in the first round. Some people thought he was a second-round talent. He ends up going first round to Tennessee, uh, 29th pick, and he played four snaps, four snaps for the Tennessee Titans in 2020. Um, He played three snaps that were kneel downs. He played another snap, which was a, 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 you know, just a normal play, not a, not a kneel down. But he had two COVID instances. He had an instance where he violated team rules. And for those reasons, the Tennessee Titans gave him to Miami for nothing. Okay. The Isaiah Wilson trade, the Dolphins traded for Isaiah Wilson, and we swapped seventh round picks. The pick that we swapped, the seventh round pick, is the second to last pick in the draft. So the Dolphins said, hey, you guys can take the second to last pick in the draft this year. We'll take your seventh round pick this year, and we'll take that offensive lineman that you took in the first round. We'll take him for $1.135 million a year. This is what good organizations do. Good organizations have low risk, high reward signings or trades. It's what the Patriots did for year after year after year. Low risk, high reward. Because the way Brian Flores and Chris Greer are looking at this is this, ready? Worst case scenario. Let's I always like to do worst case and best case and then make a decision. This is what they said. They said worst case scenario. We traded a seventh we we swapped seventh round picks not even traded we swapped seventh round picks and we wasted 1.1 million dollars which is nothing we're paying Jason Sanders more than that and he's a kicker that's the worst case scenario best case scenario you're paying 1.135 million dollars for a staple offensive lineman on your team and all you had to do was swap seventh round picks That is why this move was made. Okay, Isaiah Wilson is 6'6", 351 pounds. Let me say that again. 6'6", 351. Comparison-wise, the biggest offensive lineman we have is 6'5", 334, and that's Robert Hunt. And Robert Hunt, we all have talked about. He is a big man. Isaiah Wilson is an inch taller and 14 pounds bigger. If this kid can fix the off the field issues and they can develop him the proper way, this is a steal because the Dolphins have one thing that could fix all of Isaiah Wilson's problem. And that's Brian Flores. Brian Flores went to poly prep, the same high school as Isaiah Wilson. Isaiah Wilson and Brian Flores are from the same town, Brooklyn, Brownsville. If you have yet to see the documentary on Brian Flores on the Dolphins YouTube page, look it up. It's humble and hungry. Coach Flo is going to have some hard talks with Isaiah Wilson 
stuff that I can't say on the podcast, stuff that I can't uh, understand because I wasn't in that situation. Brian Flores is from the hood. He's from areas where there are, there's temptation, there is corruption, there is negative behavior all over the place. And he's going to say, look, man, I was, I was in your shoes. I lived in that town. I went to that high school. I know the stuff that you faced on a daily, every single day growing up. And he's going to have hard conversations with Isaiah Wilson, and he is going to hopefully shape that man and get phenomenal play out of him. Because again, as I said, 6'6", 351, you get that man to, to, to learn how to play on and off the field for a swap of seventh round picks, and you're paying him $1.135 million. There's some people out there, look, I'll say this right off the, Right up, right off the bat. I'm not going to act like we just signed Aaron Donald. However, you need to understand that there's no risk in this signing, and you need to understand why, as as a as a Dolphin fan, why you should be so happy that Chris Greer makes these moves, because good organizations do. They take players that were abandoned by their last team, have some issues, but you're confident enough in your coaching staff and your ability to get the best out of that player while they're cheap. And so again, this isn't an Aaron Donald sign. It's not like Isaiah Wilson is Laramie Tunsil. But again, there is no risk in this. And I see some Dolphins fan acting like this is such a bad trade. For what reason? What were you going to do with that second to last pick in the seventh round? Get, get a guy to be on the practice squad. Maybe special teams at best. What were you going to do with it? And you didn't even get rid of it. You just swapped it. So now next year you have an extra seventh. Again, the Dolphins, you need to understand, this guy was taken in the first round. He was taken in the first round for a reason. I'm, I don't think he's a first round talent. I think he probably should have been taken in the second, mid-second around where Robert Hunt was. But if the Dolphins, even if the Dolphins' worst-case scenario, even if the Dolphins just get him to be a rotational guy, you want to know how much Jesse Davis, who the current rotational guy is, is, is making a year? $4.6 million. So even if the Dolphins just said, hey, let's swap seventh round picks with you. Let's get a guy in here who's going to be a rotational guy. We could save $3.5 million by cutting Jesse Davis now. So with that, let's talk about what this means for the Dolphins now. First off, are, does that mean we're not drafting Penny Sewell? To be honest with you, I don't know. Uh, and the reason for that is because I don't know where they are going to play Isaiah Wilson. Some people have said he's a tackle. They're going to either put him at right tackle and left ta- or left tackle. They're going to put him at right tackle, move Robert Hunt into right guard, move Solomon Kinley over to left guard, trade Eric Flowers, keep Austin Jackson. Some people have said they're going to put him at left tackle. I don't know what you do with Austin Jackson, and they're going to keep the whole right side the same. Here's my belief. When he was drafted, many people thought he was going to be a guard. 
many people thought he was going to be a guard. If you go back and watch the draft video, when, when Roger Goodell announces that he got drafted, they talk about Andrew Thomas just got drafted. That's the tackle. And now they got a, and now the guard just went from Georgia, Isaiah Wilson. So if I'm Miami, what would I do? I've talked about many times. I am trying to get rid of Eric Flowers and his contract. So what I would do is I would move. I would keep Robert Hunt at right tackle because I don't want to move Robert Hunt to a different position than what he did last year. I'm keeping Isaiah Wilson at right guard and I'm moving Solomon Kinley to left guard and making him compete with Michael Dieter for that left guard spot. At center, you take Corey Lindsley or you take someone in the draft if you want. And then left tackle, you keep Austin Jackson or you can take Penny Sewell. But for me, a lot of people have said, does this Isaiah Wilson signing mean that they're not taking Penny Sewell? To be honest, I don't know because I don't know where they plan on playing him. Again, Robert Hunt to me is a better guard than he is a tackle. But I would much rather put Isaiah Wilson at tackle or at guard than Robert Hunt and make him learn a whole new position. However, regardless, I don't think um, Isaiah Wilson translates to, translates to the left side. So I don't think like we got Isaiah Wilson instead of a Penny Sewell. Regardless, if you get Penny Sewell, I, I figured he would play left tackle. I figured he would replace Austin Jackson because at the end of the day, even though you took Austin Jackson at 18, Penny Sewell can easily, easily replace him and you should have no problem with it. So does this mean the Dolphins are not going to take Penny Sewell? No, it doesn't, in my honest opinion. Because I think the Isaiah Wilson, the Isaiah Wilson signing is for the guard spot. And I think the Isaiah Wilson signing, again, if they're planning on putting him at guard, which they should, it pretty much guarantees, in my opinion, that Eric Flowers is gone. Because even if you put him at right tackle and you move Robert Hunt to right guard, someone, Solomon Kinley or Michael Dieter, is going to have to go somewhere else. And you're not just going to not start either of them. They can easily give you the same production, if not better, of Eric Flowers. And they'll be $8 million cheaper. So I don't think this signing has anything to do with the Penny Sewell, um, the Penny Sewell like draft pick. If the Dolphins want Penny Sewell at the end of the day, they still will take him because he should play on the left side. I know you want to protect to his blind side, but at the end of the day, you need good pass rushers because it doesn't matter if it's his blind side or not. If an edge rusher gets there, he's going to get sacked. I hear that all the time, like blind side protection. At the end of the day, like you don't want to get sacked. It's not like if an edge rusher comes from the side two, it can see that he's like this, I don't know, Kyler Murray that's going to be able to like just shift. At the end of the day, if you have a 220-pound man full of muscle running at you trying to sack you, unless you have like Lamar Jackson escapability, you're most likely going to get sacked. So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, let's just get blockers that aren't going to get beat at the end. Of, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter if it's coming from the blind side, right or left. At the end of the day, let's just get good tackles. So I don't really think this affects the Penny Sewell draft pick if you're one of those people like me that would like that. Again, does this move maybe hinder and be like, okay, you've you've done, you know, if you get Corey Lindsley and then you have Isaiah Wilson now, does it maybe make it less understandable to take Penny Sewell? Probably, maybe. But I don't think, like, if you're, if you're someone who really wants Penny Sewell, 
I don't think that us taking Isaiah Wilson means that we wouldn't take or consider taking Penny Sewell. I mean, we had a left tackle. Remember when we had Brandon Albert? We had a left tackle and we drafted Brand and we drafted Laramie Tunsil. We put him at left guard. Then eventually we kicked Brandon Albert off the team because he was getting older and paid a lot. And we moved Laramie Tunsil to left tackle. So if they can draft a left tackle with a pro bowler Brandon Albert already at left tackle, they could definitely draft a, le- draft a left tackle and replace the left tackle that they took at 18 who's not even kind of close to Penny Sewell's talent. Again, not saying anything bad about Austin Jackson. He's going to improve. But at the end of the day, let's not, let's not kid ourselves. So again, I don't think this move really affects the whole Penny Sewell thing. I've seen that a lot like, Will the Dolphins not draft Penny Sewell now? No, if they want Penny Sewell, they're going to take him. This move doesn't really affect that. However, it might make it a little less understandable because you did address some needs on offensive line. I don't know. However, this trade, man, um, again, I, I can't speak enough volume. I can't speak enough about... Chris Greer and the moves that this front office, even Brian Flores, the, the the moves that they make. They did this with Mark Walton too. And Mark Walton, yes, eventually it didn't work out, but we didn't pay him anything. We didn't pay him anything. So it was like, yeah, it didn't work out. We cut you. And when Mark Walton was playing, he was the best running back we had. So we had a really good run. We had our best running back. And when it t- came time, when he messed up, we just got rid of him. N- not that big of a deal. That's how it is with Isaiah Wilson. Worst comes to worst, if if he doesn't get his act together, you cut him. It's not that hard. You you lose one point one million dollars, and you and you delayed your seventh round draft pick, which was the second to last pick in the draft anyway. You delay that one year. That's worst case scenario. So there's literally no risk in this move at all. And I just love that our our coaching staff is able to make these moves. Because it shows you that they have confidence in themselves to get the best out of players. And again, that's what Belichick did for so long. He just did it with he just did it with uh, Trent Brown. They traded a fifth round pick for him and they got him and a seventh round pick. Because they're confident enough in themselves and their coaches to say, we can get the best out of this player. So yeah, we'll take him for next to nothing and we'll turn what was horrible for you will turn it into a phenomenal pick and acquisition for us. That's what good organizations do. That's what good organizations do by not only recognizing the possibility and the potential, but creating a coaching staff in an environment to where you feel like you can get that potential out of that player. That's why you should be excited about the Miami Dolphins. Because regardless of what situation they're in cap-wise, trade-wise, draft-wise, you understand that they, one, can recognize talent. They can find an Andrew Van Ginkle in the fifth round. They can find a Miles Gaskin in the sixth. They can get Raekwon Davis in the second when no one else was taking him. And they can then culminate that into a heck of a player for the team. It's what good organizations do. I saw it with the Steelers my whole life. All Dolphins fans witness it with the Patriots their whole life. And now you're seeing it with the Dolphins. Look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I can make a prime example, perfect example. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Antonio Brown. 
No risk. There's no risk to it. Worst case scenario, he doesn't get his act together. You cut him. He, he costed nothing for them. It was like one point something million dollars. Best case scenario, which happened for them, you get someone who's productive and scores you a touchdown in the Super Bowl. That's what good organizations do all over the NFL. All over the NFL. And that's what the Dolphins are doing now. So for me, this trade, again, I'm not going to sit here and act like we just got Aaron Donald. I'm not going to sit here and act like this player is going to be the next greatest thing. He could end up not playing at all for the Dolphins, but it's a no-risk situation. I love the trade, A-plus for me, not because of what I think Isaiah Wilson could be, but just the fact that you made the trade, there's no risk, but such a high reward if you hit on him. Absolutely love it by the Miami Dolphins, and you should too. You should too. Last thing I wanted to talk about, um, actually, news I just got on my phone about eight minutes ago, Hunter Henry uh, is not going to be franchise tagged, and he will be hitting the uh, open market. Now, I'm kind of confused because remember last week, this is just me speaking out loud. Uh, remember last week when Diana Rossini was like, it's going to be a massacre next week. Maybe the massacre, may, I, I don't know, maybe maybe the massacre is not going to happen for a little while, but like it's been pretty quiet so far. Like again, there's no moves that I've been like, whoa, they're, they're, they're you know what I mean? Like there's no moves that I've been like super shocked with or like, oh my God, that's, that's game break. Like that's a game breaker. That's game changing. Like, no, there's, there's nothing really shocking here. So maybe it's going to get more exciting. I don't know. The most exciting thing that's happened was probably Dak Prescott signing, but that wasn't, you know, that, that, that wasn't the Dolphins. So I don't really care about it at the end of the day, but here's the last thing I wanted to talk about. And it's something that you know, with, with free agents being available at the wide receiver positions, drafting wide receivers, I saw a video um, of Tua training, and he was training with a wide receiver for, for on the Miami Dolphins, but it's not a wide receiver that you would think. He was training with Jakeem Grant. Um, I'm watching the video right now. You can go look at it. It's, uh, I don't know who posted it. The guy I'm looking at, it's at High Ale, Haya Leah Bread. I don't know. It's H-I-A-L-E-A-H-B-R-E-D. Uh, and he posted a video. And it's Tua throwing a dot to Jakeem Grant in stride. Um, and Jakeem Grant is a guy that I've been like cut, cut, cut. And I still believe the Dolphins should and will. However, like I do just have to say like I'll give a man props. Like I admire that Jakeem Grant is working out. I haven't seen any videos of Devontae Parker working out. Mike Kosicki. Uh, Preston Williams, I think he's still recovering from the injury, but I haven't seen any wide receivers working out with him except Jakeem Grant. And maybe that's just because it'll happen in the meantime or like in the future. But uh, I, I do have to give to Jakeem Grant. Like one thing about him that I will say, the reason I want to cut him has nothing to do with that. He doesn't work hard, that he doesn't try. Like at the end of the day, since he's came into the NFL, he always works hard. However, um, the reason I want to cut him is just because like the, at the end of the day, like he's not consistent on the field. And if we could keep him for like one to $2 million just as a punt returner, that's fine. It's just, he consistently is working so hard to be a wide receiver, but it just doesn't work out for him in the season. And it's such a shame. Cause like Jakeem Grant's talent, his raw ability with speed and playmaking ability is undeniable. Like if he had the 
had had a better feel for the game at wide receiver, he would be a Tyreek Hill, the same type of player. I actually think he's a little faster, to be honest with you, but that's the type of player we have in Jakeem Grant. And just watching this video, man, it, it just makes me upset because like I wish he he works so hard, and I just wish that when the season came around, he made more big plays for us. But I will say, watching this video, Tua looks stacked, man. Like, watching him just, like, go back. Like, he looks bigger. Like, he does not look like the same Tua Tungvaluwa. And if we decide to keep him, if we're not going to, like, trade for Deshaun or Russell Wilson, uh, then I'm super, super excited because, like, he looks much, much bigger. And this this throw that he has to Jakeem Grant is on the dot. Like, I know it's just a crossing pattern, but he hits him in stride. Jakeem Grant doesn't slow down at all. So, like, oof. Again, I just wanted to say that about Jakeem Grant because I've, I've talked so much about players on this podcast of, like, I'd get rid of him. I would trade him. And, again, I'm not a football player, so I, I can't, at the end of the day, act like I'm, you know, better at the game than them. But, uh, you know, it, 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 I do have to admire Jakeem Grant and, and the work that he puts in every offseason. Because, like, every offseason you always see Jakeem Grant working. He posts so many videos of him trying to get better. Um, and so I, I just wanted to say that I just wanted to put some admiration out there that like, I really do admire that he works hard. However, I'm probably going to stick with my guns that the dolphins should get rid of him and get rid of that $4 million. But, you know, hope, hope the best for him if he does, if he does get cut. But I just thought that was cool. I'm hoping to be honest, I'm hoping to see more videos of Tua working out with receivers like Devonte Parker. Well, Devonte Parker's probably injured, like n- not to throw shade, but also at the same time, like. It, it, should Devonte Parker be working out more than he has to? Cause like, I, you know what I mean? Like, sh- should he be working out more than he has to? Cause like, what if he gets injured? So I don't know, but I would love to see a video like that of like Mike Kosicki and Devonte Parker running routes with Tua Tonga Vailoa. I don't know. I'd love to see it, but who knows? Maybe they know they're not going to be on the team. I don't know. You never know. So anyways, Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I'll try to keep you guys updated. I probably won't do another podcast today unless something huge happens. Um, But nonetheless, uh, keep yourselves updated on Twitter. Stay safe. Have a great rest of your day. Fins up.